0: dropping things (laughs) 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 thank you for being here for our warm-up now now we're ready you know it's funny how um, how criticism can come up when we're trying something new when we're out on a on a ledge and and really expanding our comfort zone it's so easy for that voice of of criticism or, or negative self-talk to, to come up. And I um, am not talking about tonight, actually. Um, however, most of you know that um, I'm brand new here at the center. I've just started officially last month, even though I've started visiting the center about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago. And as I've been venturing into this you know, new territory, as a brand new minister, I've been, you know, noticing that that kind of talk, that like, ah, why didn't I answer that email faster, or why did I say that, or why didn't I do this, or I've noticed that that kind of um, reflection can come up a lot more. And so I recognize how easy it is then to, not venture out of the comfort zone because of that, right? But here's the thing. Our soul is always (laughs) inviting us to that, that edge of our comfort zone because that's where there's purpose in our life that comes alive. And so I've been watching myself and my train of thought, and I've been recognizing that wait a second, I have a choice. I have a choice where I'm going to place my focus. So instead of thinking, you know, why didn't I do X, Y, or Z, I can stop and be grateful that I'm taking chances, that I'm growing myself, that I have an opportunity to participate in community, that I get to create and and work with new people and collaborate together. And so I remember that, that this recognizing that you have a choice as to where to place your focus, that's part of the creative process. And that's something that we that's probably one of our central tenets here at Center for Spiritual Living is that you are a creative being. And so we're talking a bit tonight about creating peace anew. And so it it serves us well to remember in our creative potential that we can choose where to place our focus. And so you can ask yourself, where am I focusing? And what does peace look like in my life? And what does it feel like? When we begin to ask those questions, you then have the opportunity to cast a vision. So when I'm noticing myself getting critical of myself, I can stop and breathe and ask myself, well, what kind of leader do I want to be? And I can dream into that possibility and just remembering that dream. Maybe sometimes I spend a little bit of time thinking about some of the leaders that I look up to, some of my role models. And I think about some of the traits that they have that I might like to also embody. And so I ask you to consider you know what, we're gonna do some of this casting a vision a little bit later tonight. So we can start to get those juices thinking, moving now as to what, what, what does your soul want to do and be in this world. Some of you who've, who've been here before might know that I really love the dictionary. <laughs> I spend a little bit of time with it every time I'm, I'm writing a talk because words have not even just a, a meaning, but they also have energy to them. And one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is about contentment. You know, when I'm, when I'm out on this growing edge and growing myself, it's sometimes a little bit challenging to feel a sense of contentment because I I see where I want to go and what I'm striving for. And yet, I think contentment is available now, even though I'm a newbie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's available to me now. I think it's available to you as well. And so I was really loving the definition that came from my app on my phone. And contentment comes in three pieces. The first one is a state of being satisfied with what one is or has. The second piece is not wanting more or anything else. And the third piece is ease of mind. Ease of mind. I love that because I'm pretty sure that I'm a better leader when my mind is at ease. But it's interesting though, because this state of being satisfied and not wanting anything more, it's such a like a weird place to hang out on, right? Because I know that as I grow, experience is going to be embodied as wisdom in me. So I know that I'm, you know, growing to this new place. And yet, and yet, contentment teaches me that, that there is a possibility to be satisfied right now. You know, I find there's a little rub there for me when I start thinking about maybe relationships that aren't where I want them to be. And it's, you know, it's easier at this time of year to kind of remember some of those troubling relationships. (laughs) You might be gathering with them and (laughs) having a meal. (laughs) You might even be buying them a present. (laughs) And yet, the shift for me came when I can recognize that I can be okay with who I am. Even if I have a relationship that is a mess. And you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I blame other people for things. We have a problem and it's their fault and so even even if I might want someone to be gentler or more affectionate or more um, clear with me even if I might want that in a relationship I can pause and re- choose to refocus that I'm okay with me even if the relationship is a mess. I met with my mentor this week, and we meet every month. As a, as a young minister, we, we have a mentor, and we have a sponsor, and we um, meet with them, and they support us in our growth. And my mentor this, this last week, we were talking about this, about being content or not, and about choosing it, And he told me that he often finds himself taking on other people's expectations and then feeling a lot of discontent with himself. But when he caught himself doing that and realized, hey, I'm taking all of this other stuff on, he actually says to himself, I approve of me. And I asked him immediately, can I, can I take that on and also share it with my community? <laughs> right? Because if we can just remember, wait, I approve of me. To me, that helps me let go. It helps me stop trying to fix and change these circumstances that are outside of me. And contentment doesn't mean that you, act, you don't do anything about it. This is where we start to get in this like kind of like one foot in one realm and one foot in another realm. And we do this both and. So the both and for me that I practice, that I'd like for you to practice too, is I am enough and I'm learning and growing. So when there's something out there happening where my focus is pulled off of what I'm grateful for and instead what's wrong or what should be different, I can just pull myself back in and ground myself in I am enough and I'm learning and growing. I'm walking this path of becoming. You know, and this this interesting thing about believing that you're enough, it really can create a sense of peace within you. And the interesting thing about it as well is that it can also be disruptive for other people. (laughs) When you stop the dance, whatever that dance is, when you stop that dance and you begin to be grounded in your own enoughness, your own approval of yourself, even if someone else doesn't approve of you, it can create a peace within you that also creates ripples into the world. It gives other people permission to be themselves and it also gives your loved ones permission to readjust was a very gentle way of saying it, wasn't it? You have permission to readjust. <laughs> if you use that sarcastically, you cannot give me credit for that. <laughs> How you use it is on you. It's interesting that I've been thinking about peace and a sense of peace and contentment and also how do you allow yourself to have peace when you look out in the world and you see injustice that is happening. And this is where we can walk the both and because your truth and when you embody it, it truly can. Disrupt the status quo. And I think that's a good thing. When I was in ministerial school, we learned about an author named George Lamsa. George Lamsa is um, a, a person who lived in such a remote part of Turkey that um, they still practiced the same customs from Jesus's time. And he spoke Aramaic, which is the same language that Jesus spoke when he was alive. And Lamza, when he discovered modern day culture and how we were interpreting things, He said, let me help you out here and offer some insight, some cultural context. Because he had much more of a firsthand experience of it by living in such a remote area. So there's there's a passage in the Bible that says, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. What? That, that uh, doesn't sound like Jesus to me. But George Lamsa, he says this about that passage: "Jesus did not mean his mission was to start agitation, strife and war. But his ideas were so revolutionary and contrary to the social and religious order of his day, they could not be carried out without revolution and war. His teachings upset dogmas and traditions and challenged the priestly authority. Divisions because of religious beliefs appeared in organizations as well as in homes. I'm guessing at family dinners. A son who accepted Jesus' teaching was hated by his orthodox father and looked upon as a traitor to his ancestral faith. A daughter hated her mother if she embraced the Christian faith and Jesus made clear the new revolutionary teaching would cause many persecutions and much suffering. Jesus was very emphatic in declaring the people should not expect his mission to bring immediate peace He did not make false promises. He wanted his followers to be aware of the dangers that might come from letting go of the tradition and forging a new path in a new faith. You know, I believe that we're all called to forge a new path. And sometimes this can get really challenging, and I don't know about you, but you know, like my mom wishes I hadn't forged a new path. <laughs> She'd be much happier if I followed her path. And so sometimes that choice to follow my own heart has been difficult because I've had to choose to let go of the approval of someone very dear to me. But this is the interesting thing about your soul and about peace itself, because it doesn't let go. Your truth, and the path that your soul wants to take and the the, the purpose that lives inside of you, it doesn't let go. And it doesn't need the approval of these other people. And actually, for me, that sense of peace has actually come from being willing to go out on that ledge to walk into the darkness of the unknown and to say, I'm willing to follow this path even though I'm afraid and even though some people don't approve. And it's been difficult for sure. There's been pain and grief involved But when I've had the courage to feel that pain, I've been a little bit freer to walk that path. And actually, the peace I have felt from following my authentic calling is much greater than receiving anyone else's approval. And I remind myself, I approve of me. Yeah. And today's a new day, thankfully, with a little more sunlight in it. (laughs) And each day, I can begin anew. You can begin anew. No matter what has happened, no matter what has transpired, no matter where you're at, you can begin anew right where you are. Mm. A new form in a new manner over again and again, once more. That's what the dictionary says, anew means. And what I like about this is again and again, once more, it's like doing having the same experience but coming from a different place. You might've had many, many, many family dinners and you're get, maybe getting ready to have another one. But a new means the same experience in a new and different way, from a new perspective. There is infinite possibility in what happens this holiday season, this new year. And as the light is dawning and we celebrate the light, I also celebrate you and I celebrate the guidance of your soul that is taking you down your unique path where you have that choice as to what to focus on and you get to cast your vision and begin again. certainly fills me with hope and with anticipation of what's to come, because in this community, we lift each other up along the way, even when we stumble, and we'll learn and celebrate everyone and everything as we go. I love you. And so it is. is.